Canadian Birth Stories podcast. Welcome. This podcast was created for us Canadians to listen to other Canadians' birth stories and their experience into parenthood. I really look forward to bringing you new episodes each week, and I hope that you are able to find lots of value in these beautiful stories shared on the show. I'm your host, Brittany, and thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. In today's episode, I'm with Haley, um, a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, we've never met in person. Um, we're like virtual besties. We talk all the time, but I just have so much love for her and she is just the yin to my yang. Um, she is also a total birth junkie like me. She's always learning new things. I always see her sign, signing up for new courses and she's always learning new things. She's always busy putting more and more knowledge under her belt. And uh, she's got two beautiful boys. Um, and I have been waiting so long to hear her birth stories and I cannot wait to share it with you. And I hope that you love it just as much as I loved hearing it. So let's get into it. Hi, Haley. Thanks so much for coming on the show with me today. Thanks for having me. If you want to give us a little bit of, um, info about you and your family and where you guys are from. Yeah. So I'm Haley. We are from Ontario, Canada. I'm a boy mom. I have two boys and uh, a crazy Aussie pup. <laughs> um, my fiance's name is Kyle. Actually, that that is super weird to say. I never, <laughs> I never say fiance. We've, I, we've always just called each other husband and wife. But like, we're not married yet, so I guess <laughs> he's technically my fiance. Um, we're getting married soon. And um, I'm a birth and postpartum doula, hopefully within the next, probably not the end of this year, but next year I'm hoping to be a certified childbirth educator also. Um, I actually chose to get into this career, um, I guess into like the birthing world after I had my first son. So if anyone's listening um, that lives in the like Durham region area or Kawartha or even like all the way out to Belleville and they're looking for support definitely reach out I'd love to chat um, you can find me at Haley Jolina Dula and that is a little bit about us awesome and um, so you're you have Cohen and Easton Yes. Um, I guess I say I always say it in, in the backwards order, but um, okay. how did um, how did you guys start getting into the conversation of um, getting pregnant with Ethan? How is that kind of story in, into the start of motherhood? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my first pregnancy, or I should say, becoming pregnant, was definitely it's definitely unconventional. <laughs> so. Um, I guess I'm going to get into like the nitty gritty about it because and all the details because I believe that it played like a big role in my postpartum journey and how things like developed over time. Um, But yeah, Kyle and I were not together for a very long time. We were together for a very short time (laughs) before I got pregnant. Um, the, The way that I found out that I was pregnant was actually... I went to the doctor's or like the walk-in clinic during uh, my lunch hour at work because I thought that I had a UTI (laughs) and 
they actually called me the next day it was the receptionist and she was like not gentle at all about the conversation she like blatantly just said to me as soon as I answered the phone like you're pregnant and then pretty much hung up it was I was actually traumatized (laughs) if that is like I, I don't even know if that's the best word to put it but I was I got off the phone and my stomach like just dropped and I like bawled my eyes out in the car for probably like a good hour. (laughs) I think I avoided Kyle for probably about a week. Like like, the most ridiculous lies why like I couldn't see him and stuff like that and I like avoided his phone calls. It was it was honestly it was a very very hard time and it was a very confusing time for me um because like I said we weren't together for that long and Kyle and I had actually never even had met like either of each other's family at the time so we were like we were dating I guess we were seeing each other for a bit but we weren't like officially like even dating like boyfriend and girlfriend I guess you would say so we both work at the same like workplace but it's not in like the same area like we worked like two hours from each other so (laughs) within like a couple of months after I found out that I was pregnant we actually had to tell our both of our managers that we were dating without telling them that I was pregnant so that we were dating so it gave us like enough time to tell them that I was pregnant after they had already kind of found out that we were dating it was very embarrassing and we actually I think it was like the next weekends after that we like made plans to like meet each other's family So I had gone to his parents. Obviously, we didn't tell them that I was pregnant. And then also vice versa. Were you, like, like, super pregnant? Or were you, like, pretty early? Like, it wasn't noticeable, like, you're popping up, like, hey! No, no, no. It was not not noticeable at all. And I think I had, like, lied to both of our parents saying that I was, like, some, like, health and fitness cleanse. So I wasn't drinking for a month. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to to keep that. Yep. Especially because, like, at my parents' house, like, when he met my mom and stuff, like, we had a nice dinner and, like, my mom was drinking wine and, like, my stepdad and him were drinking. They had, like, a couple scotches and things like that. And, like, my mom was in Toronto, though, so obviously one of us had to drive. So I, like, made up, like, a lie, obviously, why I couldn't drink. But it was definitely awkward. It was very awkward. And, um, So that happened and then on my birthday I went out to dinner with my dad and he had never met my dad either which is like again kind of awkward and I told my dad at dinner that I was pregnant and that was prior to him meeting him (laughs) like so when I say it was like unconventional yes it was very far in like left field oh and at that time like had you, um, like, did did you want to be a mom? Like, was that something that you had thought about? Like, was it a big shock as in, like, maybe you thought you weren't ever going to have kids or it was just a shock because of the situation? How did you feel? So I always wanted to be a mom. Like, I've wanted to be a mom since, like, honestly, I was probably in, like, high school. Like, I knew that I was always going to be a mom. Um 
I just obviously didn't know when and with who. I actually used to be a nanny for triplets. So I was with them from when they were two months old until they were two. And that was like a really big, um, like, I guess like kind of like a stepping stone into, not into motherhood, but into like caring for babies and newborns and like toddlers, I guess. So that was, I think, I think that was about three, three or four years prior to me obviously becoming pregnant. But I'm very close with them. Like they, um, I'm still really close to them, with them to this day. They're actually turning 10 this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I always knew that I was, I wanted to be a mom. Oh, good. Um, so it shocked. wasn't like getting over the hurdle because, you know, if you never really had thought about that in your life, like I could imagine that that would be just a big shock. Like first you go from thinking that you would never or that it probably wasn't something you would want. And it's like, holy smokes, here we are, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was still a massive shock. Oh, and, yeah. Like a lot of emotions and different feelings. Like, do I want to? Like, it's sad to say, like, obviously... Easton's like the best thing that ever happened to me but at the time I was like literally saying to myself like um am I gonna keep this baby like am I gonna raise a baby on my own what's the dynamic gonna be like you know what I mean like it was just it was a lot of different emotions and then going after I had told Kyle that I was pregnant he was obviously very shocked and but he was like very supportive and like very like on board with with it and was like you know whatever you want to do like I like I respect and I support and all that stuff but even and if you want to keep him like if you want to keep the baby then like he's completely on board for supporting that also but for me at the time I was really still like on the fence like do I want to be with you and have a baby? You know, because I had only been with him for for such a short time. Like, is that something that's going to work? Um, so I think after we had that conversation, I honestly think that I still like avoided him for a bit because I need to like sit in my emotions. Yeah, really process and, it. Yeah, like process it and just see where we were at and we were so good like for the you know the time obviously that we were together like there was no issues like we were so good and everything was so great and you know I was having a fun time and it was just so different than you know past relationships that I had been in so it was like very reassuring that he was so like on board and supportive So when we had told our parents that we were pregnant, we told them, like, separately. So, like, he went up to, like, visit his parents, and he told his parents. And then same thing with me. Like, I told my parents separately. And how did they – were they a little bit shocked, or did you get pretty pretty welcome, um, like, congratulations? Yeah. Like, everyone was, like, (laughs) weirdly excited. Oh, that's, that like, it, it, when you, when it matches, like when you get that kind of response, it kind of makes, it can help. Right. Cause I imagine the worry of how 
people are going to look at you, not that it matters, but you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, how is my family going to look at this? And how are they going to accept this? Um, so it's like, just makes the experience much better. Like, d- did you find that that reassured you a bit? Yeah, for sure. Like, my mom, like, bawled her eyes out. (laughs) Yeah, she was, like, bawling. She was so excited. But that was reassuring. To me, it wasn't even really, like, our family and our parents. Actually, the first person I told was my brother. My brother had known, like, prior. Um, But, yeah, it wasn't so much the family that I was, like, nervous about, like, what people would say. It was more more about work. because one, no one had known that we were even dating. And then it was like, uh, we were both branch managers. And then all of a sudden, we had to go back and tell both of our area managers that I was now pregnant. So that for me was like, very hard to do. Because I didn't want to feel judged. Um, especially in like such like a professional work environment, like a workplace, even though we didn't work like together. And we never worked together. We, like, had met completely separately. Um, But that was hard. That was hard. We kept things very, very, like, secretive, I guess. Like, only the people that knew were pretty much the people that, like, I worked directly with. So even, like, after we had Easton, people only knew that we were together, like, after the birth announcement came out at work. And people were like, what? Like, they're dating? (laughs) Kind of thing. (laughs) surprise yeah (laughs) oh my goodness and then once you kind of got over the shock how was um his pregnancy did he did he treat you pretty well yeah so honestly my pregnancy was amazing with with Easton like I had no concerns no issues like it was it was pretty much a breeze um like I had a really good pregnancy it was just a lot of stress, like, outside of the pregnancy. Like, we had to find a house and, like, all those things that, you know, we weren't living together before. So we had to buy a house and buy furniture and, you know, start living together in such a short period of time um, before the baby arrived. Yeah, I could. And when you were um, – when you were – starting out how did you did you know much about pregnancy and the different types of prenatal care did you have like a birth plan how did all that kind of look so no (laughs) short answer no (laughs) my biggest regret for my first um pregnancy and birth which I feel is like this for many many women that you know are pregnant for the first time and are experiencing birth for the first time the like the research and knowledge that is provided to like mothers is so slim and we were him and I were both so busy at work like I worked up until like a a couple weeks before I had Easton and we're both really busy at work and I remember um someone had recommended an OB to me. So I did have an OB my first pregnancy. They like, she really like push like classes and like things like that on me. And I was naive and I was just like, Oh, well, you know, I, I was a nanny for triplets and I got, I have lots of um, like preparation and stuff like before having a baby, like I don't really need to learn about how to change a diaper and like do all those things, even though, you know, 
Kyle was very new to it, I was like, oh, I can just show him. Or like how to swaddle or how to make a bottle and like all those things. Like I was very comfortable with all those. So I did not do any classes. Not one. Oh, God. And did you... um you probably didn't know about doulas and things like that no. at the time. I feel like with my first, I had no idea what a doula was. It wasn't until he was born that I had learned about um, what a doula was, what they do, how important they, they can play in your, in your birth and everything. I had no idea what a doula was until Easton was about, I think he was about like 13 or 14 months. And it was actually the family that I like nannied for um, the mom. She's the one who actually ended up, telling me about it because her her sister was actually having twins and she was going to need help and I was really on the fence about what I was going to be doing career-wise after I went back to work and I struggled a lot postpartum which I'll get into a little bit more um, after but she she like had brought it to my attention like oh well you know there's doulas and then I started researching and like all this stuff and I was like wow <laughs> Why did I not have that? Why did I not <laughs> yeah. know about that? Why did my OB like not mention that? Or you know what I mean? Like just a little thing. Says unless I research it and type doula in, then you really would have no idea what they are, right? Yeah. And yeah. even just doing like prenatal classes, um, like childbirth educator classes and um, like hypnobirthing and like things like that I would have had probably a much better experience um, during my birth than what I did and um, yeah I definitely regret that but it helped me with my my second birth oh yeah it's always nice to hear like that yeah it's nice to hear the turnaround and how you kind of can take away and learn from from each um even though they all go kind of ways like sometimes it doesn't matter how much prep you do sometimes it just the card sometimes the cards fall where they are and you just yeah I guess it's having the grace to like also be free and that's one of the things I feel like often like you probably hear us all the time like first time often it's like with me too I was like I'm just gonna go with the flow like do you feel like that's what you were with Ethan? did you oh for did sure you, yeah like that's did you I plan said. to do medications or no, like I actually, I was very set on not getting um, an epidural. Um, I was I was pretty set on that. However, I said like I'll go with the flow. I, I use those exact words. I'll go with the flow and see what happens. And because I did not, ha because I didn't feel comfortable enough to, I guess I guess I should say like I I wasn't comfortable to advocate enough for myself or like know really like what I was declining and what I was doing that I kind of just did whatever like I was told you know what I mean like in the moment mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like yeah, okay no absolutely I hear that a hundred percent I could I could totally relate to that <laughs> and oh I had like I had a lot of regret like after even like to this day like even after I had Cohen because my experience was so different I have I always always think back to Easton's birth about like what I should have done differently or what I could have done differently and things like that which is like you know things happen and I'm not seeing my birth was terrible at all like it was also a pretty easy birth but 
um, for the most part, it's like I didn't get the full same like effect that I got with Cohen's, if that makes right. sense. And it just doesn't, yeah, just it just feel doesn't the hit the same sometimes. Yeah. I was, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So with, so you were thinking of going with the flow. So when, like when you started getting close to the end, did you have signs of um, labor coming? Were you kind of like being pressured for an induction? Like how was those last few weeks looking for you? So I do. So my OB was like off on like holidays for like a week or something. I can't exactly remember, but I remember her being off for, Oh, I lost you again. Sorry. I'll cut it out and start us back over. That's okay. I can just cut it out and start over. It did that thing. And yeah, that's okay. I can just, I can just like trim it and trim it. If you just want okay. to pick up and then I'll just okay. put it back from where we so, start. Um, so I don't remember exactly, but I think I'm pretty sure she was away for the week and they asked me if I wanted to be induced early so she could like be there to like birth Easton. And I was like, no, I don't really feel like being induced. Like, I don't feel like I need to be induced. So I would prefer just to wait it out. Um, Because what are the odds, even if, like, they did induce me? Like, she may not even be the one that even delivers my baby. So what's kind of the point? So I – what obviously is, like, a little bit ago, and that part is a little bit hazy. I think I remember them – saying like if the baby doesn't come by like the next Friday you'd have to be induced and I was like okay and I went home I didn't get a stretch and sweep I I didn't want to get that done um so with Easton I went into labor at 40 plus three and it I do remember like so vividly that night you like remember certain things um, I was obviously already off of work and Kyle decided like, oh, we're going to have, I'm going to make like a really nice dinner tonight and we're just going to like relax and we're going to play Super Mario. We were playing like the old Nintendo Super Mario for like months prior because <laughs> I had like the old machine. And so he made it like, he made such a great dinner. He made like a steak and like these like roasted veggies. He even, he even made... I don't even like he's never done this again since then. So I don't even know why he felt to do that <laughs> that night. He made a homemade like apple turnover. Oh, he's like, trying to like he's trying to swoo you. I guess. <laughs> he's like, let's show this baby what they're missing by holding out so long. So we had that. And then I remember like I was like just kind of on my um, like my bouncing ball or, you know, my birthing ball. And we were playing Super Mario. And we beat the game that night. We went to bed at like midnight. I went to bed <laughs> and we beat it. Like we we're at the last level and I was like, I'm not going to bed until we beat this. So it was like midnight. I went to bed and at about 2.30, I started, I felt like they were just cramps and I got up. I actually went to the washroom and had a shower because I was like, okay, these are like, they were like a little bit in my back and I I couldn't sleep so I was like okay so I had like a probably like a 10 minute like hot shower I went back to bed and I woke up again at about just before four o'clock and I got up and I was like okay these are like I didn't wake Kyle up (laughs) at all I went downstairs 
I sat on my birthing ball and I just like rotated like, you know, in a circle on my birthing ball and I watched South Park for an hour long. <laughs> and I just um I started so I went to the washroom. It was probably about four thirty. I went to the washroom, I lost my mucus plug. And at the time, I didn't even know what a mucus plug was. Like, my OB had never discussed any of that stuff with me, right? So I, like, was like, okay, that's weird. And I, like, looked it up on Google. And, you know, it said it was a mucus plug. And I was like, okay, maybe I am in labor. So then I went back on the couch and I started timing my contractions for, like, a half hour from, like, 4.30 to 5. And then I went upstairs and I, like, woke up Kyle. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor. And he, like, jumped out of bed. And he's not a morning person at all. (laughs) So he jumped out of bed and was, like, so flustered. And I was like, yeah, I think we have to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital. He was, like, you could tell he was stressed (laughs) on the way there. (laughs) He was so stressed. And um, at 5, at 4.30 in 5 in the morning in Durham, like, what, is there traffic? Like, were you guys nervous you would hit, like, that Toronto traffic? No, no, no. No, there wasn't really any traffic. It was probably like a 20, it's probably like a 25, like by the time you get to our house to the highway and then the highway like to the hospital, like the highway's not that long, but like getting like to the, to the highway is probably about like a 20 minute drive. Okay. Not bad. Cause when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking of like the parking lot that the 401 is like at six, seven in the morning. It was also a Sunday. Okay. So like no one's driving on a Sunday at that time. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So we um I called like my mom and he called his parents and stuff and said that we're going into labor or whatever and then I just remember like getting to the hospital and I I had like contractions they weren't like you know crazy they were five minutes apart and they did make me like stop but they weren't like I wasn't like dying in pain right so when we got to the hospital they were like they brought me in the room and like we have to check you and I was like you know I I was like okay like I don't really know anything right and the nurse is just like oh we need to check you and then she checks and she's like you're five centimeters and I was like okay I I don't really know what that means (laughs) at all really at that time like I know I gotta get to 10 but like I don't really know what that means like where I'm at my contractions I just remember like going to the washroom and like having like a pretty intense like contraction and then I remember coming back into the room and then they were like, you, if you want to get an epidural, you need to get it now. And I was like, kind of freaking out, right? Because I, I don't really know. And I'm kind of in pain. And like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it without um, epidural, right? So I'm just like, okay. And then Kyle which like I kind of bother him about all the time he was like four he was like you probably should get it like if they're telling you that you're not going to be able to get it after like you should probably get it now and I was just like okay so I got the epidural and I remember like I vividly remember like the pain of like having a well first them saying to me like you cannot move at all when we give you this like needle and I'm just, like, freaking out because I'm having contractions at the same time, right? And I'm just, like, how am I not going to be able to move? So, like, I was holding onto Kyle's arms and, like, I had a contraction. And right after, they put it in. And I felt so sick <laughs> when they put the needle in, like, for the epidural. 
Um, and like that's like pretty. That's pretty much it. Like I got the epidural, and then I was like right in the bed. And it was just all they said to me was, "Here's the button to push for like, um, like I guess like the epidural or whatever." They're like, "Here's the button to push. If you have contractions or if you're in really bad pain, just press the button and it will give you like another dose." However, you'll only get it. It will only like give you a dose every twenty minutes, but it's also based on like your weight. And I'm just like, okay right I don't really know anything about that like no one again my OB never had a discussion about an epidural with me or like what it contains or what are the risks or what are the benefits or like there was nothing about that it was just kind of like these are kind of your options you can get an epidural if you want you can go non-medical um like whatever you want right and I just remember laying in the bed and like my parents getting there and getting there and all of a sudden I remember my face like my face was like like swollen and like puffy kind of and did you have to get the IV because you get the epidural yeah I had to get yeah, the, the saline oh, I also forgot to mention one important thing too I was GBS positive for my birth with Easton so the rule is that if you water breaks or your contractions are five minutes apart you have to go to the hospital right away to get antibiotics right so at home I could have if I didn't have to do that or if I you know hadn't done more research I could have stayed home and progressed a lot farther along than what I actually did do you know what I mean yep so we got there. I got the antibiotics. I think I actually got three doses of antibiotics while I was there because I had been there for however long. Um, I was only in labor though for twelve hours, so I wasn't really. In That's labor really for good for a first baby. Long. I feel like <laughs> first baby and an epidural because usually it slows you slows it down. Yeah. Um, like not for everyone, but you know, usually it slows it down for some people. So. Um, I don't know. I just remember laying in the bed and like everyone coming in to like talk to me and stuff and I wasn't allowed to eat and I was like freezing cold. Like I was going through like hot and cold flashes and stuff like that and I was freezing cold. Um, I remember I felt nauseous for a little bit and then they just like would come in randomly and check on me. And then she came, like the nurse came in probably about like an hour before I like actually ended up like giving birth saying like, you should probably get some rest. Um, I'm going to turn the lights off because, you know, pushing can take a lot of, a lot out of you. And Kyle was like, Oh shoot. Wow. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) My water just spilled all over my book. No. It's okay. It's okay. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. Sorry. I That's will, okay. That's okay. I will start back where I was. <laughs> uh, where was I? Okay. Um, I just remember Kyle was like sleeping on those like chairs, <laughs> those uncomfortable chairs in the hospital. And he was just like sleeping on there while I was like laying in the bed. Like, it was a very uneventful labor process. 
And I just kept on like dosing myself up with that thing because I had really bad like back pain. And but they never came in and got me to move positions at all. And again, I didn't know that. I didn't know better. They told me to lay there and like I couldn't move. So I didn't know that, you know, when you get an epidural, you are supposed to, you know, go to each side. You're supposed to go to one side and go to the other side. You're not supposed to just on your back and like not move. Right. So I remember the nurse came in and she had like checked me again, which I couldn't, I could not feel a thing. And she came in and checked me again and I, she's like, oh, okay. Like you're, I think I was like pretty much at 10 centimeters. And I remember she went out to go get the, the doctor and the doctor was like, oh no, like she's not going to be able to push like, or the baby's not going to come out like right now. So the nurse came back in and she's like, we're going to get ready to push. And I only pushed for 10 minutes with Easton. And, like, the doctor almost didn't even get in on in time. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Was, yeah, so you progressed pretty quickly. Like, boom, baby. Yeah, but, like, I couldn't feel a thing, like, at all. And some people that do have epidurals, like, they don't, obviously, the dosage, they don't get so high, get it so high. So, like, they're still able to kind of, like, feel the process a little bit. I couldn't feel a thing like at all and I remember like he was born they quickly put him on my chest um we did like cord blood banking for him that was something that like the the OB and stuff discussed and we're like okay like I guess we'll do it which means like if you do that you're not allowed to um do delayed cord cutting which at the time I also didn't know the benefits of delaying that right so they cut him right away they took him away did all that stuff um like the weighing all that thing all those things and then i had i just had a like a tiny tear i had to get a couple stitches however the doctor did a terrible job stitching me up and i had pain for probably over a year to the point where i actually had to go back to my ob um, it was probably almost a year later, and she actually had to cauterize me. Oh, I've never heard of that happening <laughs> yeah. before, but it sounds terrible. Yeah, so, like, he stitched, but he kind of, like, left a tiny bit of, like, a hole at the bottom. Like, it wasn't oh, okay. stitched all the way down. That's as much detail as I'll give you. So she had to, like, cauterize, like, the skin to, like, reopen it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So oh, that's that was... so upsetting. Did it help with the pain? Like, did you have to go for a physio? Like, did you do pelvic floor physio after? Or like, no. So I did nothing. I didn't even know p- pelvic physio was really a thing at the time. Right. Like, again, no one had even mentioned any of that to me. I just the pain pretty much after she did that subsided. Like a couple months later, like it wasn't like I, it was every day before, and it was just oh. like a throbbing pain. You know, like a throbbing type mm-hmm. like annoyance. Oh, that's such so, a shame. Yeah, that's but everything. And fine. did you have anything special planned for um the placenta? Like, do you remember much about the placenta delivery? I feel like no. each baby I got more involved with it. Like I didn't really know much with the first. Actually, I was like, I kind of knew the placenta came out, but I like didn't know what it was gonna I didn't even know what it was gonna look like. No. So when I saw it, I was like, what? That is the coolest thing. 
I don't even, I honestly, I don't even really remember seeing it after I had Easton. But I do remember being, like, traumatized after, like, birthing the placenta. And I remember when I had Cohen, like, that was one of the things that I had said to them. Like, I'm very nervous about birthing the placenta. Because I, I remember feeling that. I remember him, like, the feeling of the doctor or the OB, like, pushing on my stomach. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, hard. And, like, kind of, like, more pulling it out. Mm-hmm. And like they did the try, like controlled uh, attraction, what it's called, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I yeah, I don't even really remember seeing the placenta. Oh man, yeah. You know, some people it's not their jam, and I was like, I'm just always been like super interested in like. I was like, yeah, I definitely want to see that. But I remember being too nervous to be like, can I touch it? So with the second and the third, I was like, um, yeah, like I'm going to touch that. Like, let me like feel it. But I was too nervous, but I remember wanting to touch it so bad. Oh my gosh. But I didn't know that there was difference uh, between managed um, third stage and um, just a physiological. So I didn't even know they, I, uh, I got the little um, shot in my leg. Yeah. And I don't remember that at all. And I was like, yep, you definitely did. But I don't remember any of that. I feel like the placenta, we kind of um, underplay it a bit. But um, there's so much significance sometimes in it. Like for some people, like for me, I really found it like super, super special. But I, yeah, pleasing with first baby. You don't, you don't know till you yeah. know, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So did you breastfeed him like right away? Did you pop him on the boob or did you plan to breastfeed? Or <laughs> So my like postpartum breastfeeding experience with Easton is was the absolute worst um so after I birthed him the nurse that was working like on the on the birthing unit like she was able to help get him latched on I just like remember being it was like very uncomfortable for me because one I've never obviously breastfed a baby before and two I just remember like put like holding him and the nurse just like coming right over and grabbing the back of his like head and like pushing him so hard onto my boob. And I remember how uncomfortable it made me feel. And like I had said to Kyle, I'm like, that seemed like very rough. And I know that that is kind of the technique that is used for like, you know, a lot of people that are learning to breastfeed and that's what like a lot of people do but I just felt like it was like it was a lot for me especially being like my first you know my first baby and not really like knowing what to do um but anyway she ended up getting him latched on and I had like colostrum from when I was like four months pregnant like I was like leaking for months and months and months so I had like a ton of it um and so she got him latched on and he was drinking. But then when I had to move over to like the postpartum side, um, one, I, I was terrified that I was going to be paralyzed because I did not walk. I could not, I did not have feeling in my legs for like almost eight hours after I birthed Easton. And I remember they took the catheter out of me. And I think, like, you only stay in, like, the birthing unit for, I think it's, like, two to three hours, I think. If that. And then they move you over to, like, the postpartum ward. And I had a wheelchair over, obviously. And I remember the nurse, like, 
arguing with the other nurse out front of the room being like, why would you bring her over here? Like she doesn't even have um, like mobility in her legs. Like she should be over there with you guys. And it was just like, what is happening right now? Cause I couldn't even go to the washroom myself. And so they were going to have to help me go to the washroom. So it was like eight hours until I like had full feeling in my legs again. I was, I was scared, very scared. And so when it came to having to feed him again, um, the, we, I didn't bring a pump with me to the hospital. Like I didn't think that I would need one. Like I did get one, but I didn't think like I would need one when I went to the hospital. Right. Cause I was like, I knew that the baby only needed colostrum and I knew I had a lot of it. So I was just like trying to get him latched on. I couldn't get him latched on. The nurse was no help at all. And I just remember her saying, like, do you have a pump? And um, we were like, no, it's at home. And she's like, well, can you go and get it? And we're like, well, it's like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. And she's like, well, he's not latching on. And then she said something about getting a nipple shield. And I, I didn't know what that was. And I was like, oh, okay. Do you have one? And she's like, no. And we're like, oh, okay, well, where, like, where do we buy one? And then she's like, well, you have to go, like, to the drugstore or something. Okay, at this point, now it was, like, uh, I gave birth to Easton around 2, I was just after 2, 2.11. And this was now, like, honestly, probably at 9 o'clock at night. Oh. And Kyle, it might have even been later than that. I haven't even eaten at this point. Kyle had to go out to, he went to like a bunch of different shoppers to a Walmart and all these places to look for a nipple shield that one, I had no idea what it even looked like. So you think he knows what it looks like? He ended up driving. He was gone for almost, I think he was gone for two hours. And you just had a new baby and you just want to soak it in. And so he came back with a nipple shield and I remember the nurse like came in and we're like, okay, we had the nipple nipple shield. Like, what do we do? And she had no idea how to use it at all, at all. So she looked at the, the instructions on the back of the thing and then whatever we put it on, how it said, and then we got it latched on. But like I had said, I have, I had so much colostrum that the nipple shield just like poured out. Like it was like full within seconds. So he would, like, be choking (laughs) and stuff, right? Because there was so much milk. But he was getting milk. So she was like, okay, it's great. Like, he's eating. And we're like, okay. So the next day I got, we got discharged. And then, you know, how they have, usually, like, most hospitals have, like, a public health person, nurse, um, like, call you to, like, check in. Because you you don't go and see your doctor. You go see your family doctor if you have an OB. Yeah, so they yeah, I did that. She, yeah, so they came in. They called me to check in on me, and I was like, I, I need help. Like, I, I don't, like, I don't know what's happening. So they ended up like getting me appointment at the, it was like the public health like breastfeeding clinic in, like, not far from us. Well, still probably like a fifteen minute drive. But oh, they didn't far. come to you, did they? No, no. Oh, they came to me. I was very yeah. lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I had asked if they would come to me, and they said no. And I was like, okay, so. I um oh god 
the first couple days of postpartum, like at home, oh, I still, like, I still can feel it. <laughs> Muscle memory. Just, <laughs> just like, oh, the pain, the pain down there. And it was so much different than Cohen's. I could, like, after Cohen's birth, I was fine the next day. Like, perfectly fine. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of pain, but I remembered I used that peri bottle for, like, after I had eaten. I also had stitches, too, and I had a little bit of, a, like, a, a tear. But I used that peri bottle for weeks. Like, weeks. I only used the peri bottle with Cohen for, honestly, like, two days. And it didn't even stay when I went to the washroom. But anyways... Um, I ended up going to the breast, sorry, I got totally off track there. (laughs) I went to the, um, breastfeeding clinic and, you know, she helped me, you know, one, I was wearing the breast shield wrong. It was the wrong way, which is like, okay, (laughs) I've been wearing like this for days now. Oh no. And she was trying to help getting him latched on. So he was getting latched on while we were there, but then like, I wasn't able to do it at home. Like it was just a lot. And, um, so Kyle was home with me for the first week, but then the second week he was actually going away for work. <laughs> so my mom was coming to visit. My mom was going to come stay with me for the week. And we were a couple days in and I started to feel like so sick. Like my, like obviously day four, like your breasts get like super engorged, obviously. Right. And like I was saying, the, the breast shield, um, the nipple shield, would just like fill up with milk like or colostrum and milk right like so really there was nothing being like actually like sucked out because it was just like draining I had a lot of milk for both like both um boys I had like a super oversupply so I ended up getting like so sick I was so sick and I like could barely even get out of bed. And I was home by myself because Kyle had already left and my mom was not supposed to come till the next day. And I was like so dizzy and so sick. And finally like she came and I went to the doctor and doctor's like, Oh, you just have clogged ducts. Like you're fine. Do this, do that. And I was like, okay, I went home, did that. Didn't work. I went back to the breastfeeding clinic again and um you know she tried to help me like feed him and she's just like again gave me some other ideas to get like my milk flowing and stuff like that um to get it drained and I was like okay and then I went home and I was like as the week went on like I just got more sick and more sick and I went back to my doctor again he said the same thing like you probably just have the flu like you're probably just sick um so like just go home (laughs) I was like okay and my mom left after that it was like the week had gone by and I could like get barely get off the couch and I remember like I went to the kitchen to like go get something and I fainted in the kitchen and I hit my head off the stove and my dad had to come hospital and like all that stuff and everything was fine. Like, there was all my vitals and everything were fine. So I went back home. And then I started reading up on the internet. And I was, like, convinced that I had mastitis. I was convinced the last time I saw the doctor that I had mastitis. And he told me no. So I ended up going back to the breastfeeding clinic again. And I said to the, like, 
the the nurse like I have mastitis like I have all the symptoms like I don't understand I've gone to my doctor three times now she ended up writing because she's obviously not allowed to tell my doctor like what my diagnosis is but she ended up writing like a letter for me and like with all the symptoms and like pretty much saying that that's what I had and um I went to my doctor I gave it to him he ended up like prescribing me medication and he's like you shouldn't take this medication when you're breastfeeding it's really not good for the baby um it will make him like have diarrhea and it's like not good for him so and I was like okay so I went home and I stopped breastfeeding and I started formula feeding him and I couldn't even get him on like I was so engorged and in so much pain that I could not even get him on like at all so I started giving him formula I started taking the medication and within like a couple days I was like not sick anymore um and I think actually you know what this is like actually about a month in because I breastfed Easton for a month and a half and then yeah after that I just stopped breastfeeding him I, I I was like lost like I had no idea what I was doing you know um so yeah, that was like that was really hard for me and it was really hard because I breastfed Cohen until he was over, like almost two and a half years old. Um and like I had so much milk, so it was like I knew that I could do it. I just needed I needed the help, you know? And if I would have just got through that bump and got him been able to get him like actually latched on, then yeah, I probably could have had a successful breastfeeding journey with him too, but it is what it is. Oh, oh man. And how did you find um, going um, into postpartum after breastfeeding? Like, did you guys have to, you guys had to find a dynamic, of course, how to be now going from being the single to the two of you to like a family. Did you find postpartum with Easton? Were you ready Aww. for it? Or Yeah. It was a lot. Like, I was depressed. I was depressed for a very long time. Um, Like, not, like, anything, like, specific. But just, like, little things. Like, it was a lot. Like, you know, being at home all day with a baby. And I didn't really have any friends that had kids. And, um, you know, Kyle was always, you know, he was exhausted with work. So he'd come home and it was, like, more of, like, a relax. And I was just, like, there wasn't so much, like, pitching in at the time like additional pitching in and we would get in like a lot of arguments and things like that and it was just it was a lot the dynamic was a lot for me so yeah both of my kids are terrible sleepers so I was up like you know during the night and all those things and I I do remember like in the first little bit of postpartum like I had like serious paranoia and I had like loose like lucid dreams like every night like, it was, like, super weird. I think some of it had to do with epidural because they were, like, more vivid, like, right after I had him. Um, but we had, like, this, like, stairway. And, you know, like, sometimes, like, how people have, like, that lookout that kind of, like, goes down into the living room. Mm-hmm. I'd have, like, I'd be, like, paranoid, like, say to myself, like, what if I, like, tripped and, like, fell? And he, like, went over that. Like, you know, like, I wasn't thinking that I would do that. 
but like you know like what if that happened what if it happened yeah yeah and I just had like like constantly stuff like that all the time and it was just like also I was just very also depressed because I didn't know what I was gonna do with work like I had put you know a lot of years in career and to like move up into a position that was no longer in reach for me anymore and that was like you know Kyle's career path and it was like a lot for me to take and just be like I don't know like what my purpose is anymore like I don't know what I'm gonna do so I was very depressed for a long time and did you so when you guys were thinking about um having another baby were were you nervous that you would feel like this again like did it keep you from actually maybe wanting to have a second like how did you guys kind of get into the conversation of Cohen so we always like we all I always wanted three babies Kyle always wanted three babies until we had a second and now he's dead set on not having another but I feel like I'll still change his mind in a couple years (laughs) but um yeah, I, I like I knew I wanted to wait until Easton was at least two and a half. Um, I wanted like a three year gap because that's like what my brother and I are. And Kyle and his brother are like a five year gap and like what? So we're kind of we're always set on like on that. And I wanted to take advantage of like going back to work and then being able to go on maternity leave again because I didn't know if I was going to stay with the company for that long. So I obviously wanted to take advantage of that. Um, So I, um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. Like we just, I got an IUD in, which is like the worst thing ever. Like I totally recommend anyone doing that. I got two IUDs in and it was the worst experience ever. Um, and I remember getting them, I just got them out and I was like, okay, like I'm not doing this again. Um, and then we just kind of like started trying, um, like focused on like, we have to get pregnant right now. It's just kind of like, if it happens, it happens. And I don't know why, like I didn't even feel pregnant at the time, but one day I was like, oh, I'm just going to like take a pregnancy test. But I didn't feel pregnant. Like, there was nothing that, like, made me think that I was pregnant. You, and, it, like, this reminds me of me. It's like it's like pregnancy roulette. Like, you just have a few tests or something, or yeah. you're, like, walking by the store. You're like, you know what? I'm going to pick one up. No, I had one. I just randomly had one in my drawer. Yeah. In, in, the, in the washroom. And I was like, oh, Easton was sleeping. Kyle was watching the hockey game, the Leafs. And I was just like, I'm just going to take pre- – I was going to bed. Like, I literally was already said goodnight to him. Like, I'm going to bed. And then I went up and I was getting ready for bed, brushing my teeth and stuff. And then it was in there and I was like, oh, I'm just going to take this. It said I was pregnant. And I went downstairs to like, I, it was just so bad. So I just like went downstairs rambling with it behind my back. And I literally just was like, look. And it was just like, it was shock. Like he, would, he was shocked. I was shocked. And I was like, I don't believe this. So I drove to the store and bought like another two packs of like two. So I took, I think, like, three more pregnancy tests, and they all said <laughs> they were positive, and I was like, all right, well, we're pregnant, and I was, like, <laughs> so happy. I was, like, crying, and I, I was so, like, I was so, so happy. It was just a very different experience with the second, like, with Cohen. I was just so ecstatic. I, I like, loved life, <laughs> um, and he was happy, too, like, but... <laughs> 
yeah, it was good. And um, we ended up uh, waiting until Easter time, actually, to tell our family. I got, like, these little, like, eggs made. Um, I think I got them off of, like, Etsy or something where, like, it's died or whatever. Oh and um, I gave it to, like, all of our family and stuff. I really wanted a boy the first time, and I really wanted a girl the second time. And both times we found out the gender, I got, like, the ultrasound tech to write it down on a, on a small piece of paper and, like, folded it up. And I brought it home, and then Kyle and I opened it up together. And I was, like, dead set that it was going to be a girl. Like, I all the room stuff picked out. Like, I was, like you know had stuff saved on my phone like all these things like I just had a feeling it was a girl and when I opened up the piece of paper and it was a boy I was so distraught <laughs> like I was bawling Kyle had come home for like lunchtime or something like that and I was just like bawling my eyes out and um he was like it's okay like don't worry like we can try again so I always use that on him because I was like, you said we could have a third. <laughs> but- Remember back when you said in yeah. April of 20. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you remember when you said this to me? <laughs> yeah, but he's just like, yeah, but we'll probably have another boy. So I'm like, well, I still want three. But anyways, my pregnancy with Cohen was way different. It was tough. Very, very tough. I had, like, severe pain in my back, like, my entire pregnancy. I played Frisbee until I was seven months pregnant with Easton. I I had to stop playing Frisbee when I was, like, a month pregnant with Cohen. Like, I was in so much pain. Um, I ended up going to, like, the chiropractor and spending all this money on the chiropractor and actually made it worse. Um, and then I ended up going to a pelvic physio for, like, the rest of my um, – pregnancy and it helped a bit but like I was still like in severe pain and that was just because of like obviously like your round ligaments and stuff right like everything is so lax with your body like softening and you know preparing for labor and stuff like that but I had that and I had severe lightning crotch that started when I was like probably four five months pregnant and it like, did you have lightning crotch? Oh my gosh, I, uh, I, you know, I didn't have it um near the end or anything like that. But I remember um, I was looking it up because I actually it was like one of like the things that I had like in the first six weeks, like you know where you're like, am I pregnant? Could I be pregnant? Like it was one of the it was the early early times, and I was like, why is this happening? Because it feels very similar to like when a baby punches you in the crotch or kicks you. Like it feels spur of just like lightning and I'm like why is this happening like the baby like there's not even like a big baby in there it's just like something really little (laughs) yeah it's like exactly what it sounds like lightning crotch but mine was like consistent like it was so bad at nighttime like I would be up for hours and hours like just severe pain (laughs) like so my pregnancy with Cohen like I had to get a like a stand-up desk at work and I was always in pain and I was just like was not loving pregnancy with Cohen but which is like the complete opposite because like I loved my birth with Cohen (laughs) but I um 
with Cohen, I went into labor at 40 plus six. Oh, so you I, went a little bit longer than you did with um, Easton. Yeah, I did go longer and I, I did opt out originally for a stretch and sweep. But then um, Kyle's parents were like coming down. I was going in for an appointment. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm just going to get a stretch and sweep done. Like, I'm, I'll just see what happens. Because now I was at 40 plus six. And they were talking about, like, maybe having to induce me, like, on the following Monday or, like, the Sunday or whatever. And I was just like, I'm not really feeling that. So they did the stretch and sweep. Plus, it was a snowstorm. Like, it was the first snowstorm of the year. Yep. Storms always bring the baby. Traffic was terrible. Right? And my appointment was at, like, f- I think it was at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, the worst time driving back in traffic, right? Because I was coming east. So they did the stretch and sweep. And, like, within... Honestly, by the time I walked out of there, I was literally in labor. (laughs) Like, it was, I was driving, and plus I had lightning crotch. So the entire drive home, I was, like, full lightning crotch, nonstop. And I had to call Kyle, because it was a snowstorm. And I was like, I don't know if I'm in labor, but I just had um, a stretch and sweep done. And, like, it was a snowstorm, and it's going to take you a long time to get home. So, like, like, if you can come home now, it would probably ideal and I got we got home at five I got home at five and he was home like just after me and the neighbor my actually the neighbor was shoveling my driveway <laughs> so nice Aww. such a nice man yeah and uh, I went inside and his parents had brought like lasagna so like I ate and then I was like I was having like I guess I was having contractions at that time but they were just like you know more like kind of cramps so I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and have a shower. And I'm going to go lay down. And I did, Kyle came home. And then I remember Kyle had come upstairs and I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm having contractions. So you can you like time these? And they were like five minutes apart. And then all of a sudden they were just like, all of a sudden they were like three minutes apart. And I was like, okay. And you were you planning call... to stay home a little bit longer this yeah, time? Or were you wanting to get in? Okay. Yeah. So I was actually delivered at a different hospital, my second one, because the second one I had midwives, which I should have mentioned. So I had midwives for the second one, which was like a. Oh, I lost you again. That's okay. That's okay. So I had midwives and totally different experience and I was going to deliver in the midwifery unit so I was planning on staying home for as long as possible but it was also a a insane snowstorm so I was like okay we should probably call the midwives and then we called them and as I was on the phone with them like you know how they like ask you questions to see like if you're ready to come in if not you shouldn't kind of thing um while I was on the phone with them like I was having to stop to like get my breath to have contractions right so like it wasn't just like little contractions. So I gave the phone to Kyle and they're like, yeah, you should, you should come in. Cause it's obviously a snowstorm. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to brush my teeth. I was started straightening my hair. I don't even know why <laughs> I was straightening my hair and Kyle's like freaking out. Like we have to go now. <laughs> Yelling you're at like, me. Hey, wait, I can't come with like a half straightened head. So you're going to have yeah and he's like yelling at me from downstairs and i'm like saying body easton like all this stuff i'm being so slow and i'm like having contractions and we get in the in the truck and we start driving and it was like it was was so bad like the weather was so bad like if he wasn't in a truck we wouldn't have made it 
So we um, like no plows and stuff were out at that point, right? So the plows were starting to come onto the highway, like as we were like approaching that like on ramp, and Kyle had to like honestly pedal to the metal because if we got stuck behind those plows, we would have had a baby in the car, like for sure. And Kyle was freaking out. He was so stressed. He wouldn't even let me listen to music. Because <laughs> like, you couldn't even see in front of you. I was talking to my mom the entire ride there. And um, I should probably mention that we did a lot of classes this time. So, like, we did – I did breastfeeding classes. I did comfort measure classes. I had already done my doula certification and, like, all these things. And, like, I had already done, like, a certifying home birth. And, like, I, like, did all these things. So, I was, like, way more equipped for my Okay, this might birth. be, like, a personal – this might be – it's veering off a little bit in a personal question. But if you did a certifying for home birth, what kind of led you to do hospital versus home birth? Was there, like, a, a reason so I, that you – I wanted to do a home birth. I wanted to have a home birth with Easton and – uh, Kyle was not on board for it and I was like okay it's our first birth like um, I get it and then my second one I wanted to have a home birth and Kyle still wasn't comfortable with it and then because I was going with midwives and it was at a new midwifery unit and all this stuff I was like okay like you know it's a, it's kind of different than being like in the hospital units so I was open to like trying that out I was like oh it'll be different it'll be cool um, but I wish I would have just stayed home yeah, I know. It's a hard, it's, it's definitely ridiculous. a hard choice. Yeah. I wasn't sure when you said that. I was like, oh gosh, I wonder if she considered it or if she, oh, if I it considered it. That about. I definitely yeah. consider it. Yeah. So we got there and, but I had, like I said, we did all the classes and like all these stuff and I had a doula also, but like, honestly, she held space for me, but she didn't really have to do anything because I was so like in like my own zone, like from, cause she got there, you know, she's also in a snowstorm. Right. So she was only there right. for like two hours before the baby was right. But she was still great. Love her. She was great. But um yeah, so we did a bunch of classes and stuff before. So Kyle was also way more equipped to be able to help me because I told him like prior, I'm not having an epidural. Like it's not happening. So when we got to the hospital, I was like having contractions in the parking lot and stuff like that. Like as we were walking. It took us so long to get inside and I remember we walked into the doors and I had never been like into the midwifery unit before and the security guard was like standing there and I was having contraction he like put his rubber gloves on and uh brought me brought us to the to the um elevator and he a thousand percent thought I was having the baby in the elevator like he was like ready to go if something was to happen <laughs> And I remember I got out and they're like, you know how they bring you kind of into like another room to like check you first or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they brought me in there. And then I was having contractions like, we're not going to check you. Like you're clearly in labor. So they brought me into the other room. I just pretty much stripped all my clothes off. I was just wearing like, I think my like bra and my, I think like these like little underwear shorts. And I was on my hands and knees like as soon as I got in there. I was on my hands and knees. I didn't want them to check me. Um, the main reason I didn't want them to check me is because I didn't want I just didn't want them to. And two, I didn't want to know how far along I was because if I was very far, like, away from 10 centimeters still, I feel like I would have panicked. Yeah. Okay. And out of pure curiosity, did they tell you what you were at the stretch and sweep or did you not want to know then either? 
Um, so I think I already knew it was two centimeters, I think, okay. because from the last time I think that I had went, I think I was two centimeters. Yeah. Yeah. When you did the sweep. Okay. Yeah. I, that's just curiosity. I'm just nosy. <laughs> yeah. I think I was. Yeah. And I just didn't want to know because I was like freaking out. So I mm-hmm. just remember being on my hands and knees and like, I was so exhausted because I was on the floor. I was on like a little pad on the floor and they didn't have time to get, I really wanted to have a water birth, but they didn't have time to do the pool. They're like, Oh wow. They're like, it's not like, to be honest, they said that, but I also think like they just didn't want to have to deal with the cleanup and the mm-hmm. mess. Cause I was so far along already. Right. So they're like, Oh, do you want to sit on the, like the birthing stool? Cause they have like a, like a chair in the middle of the room. And I remember like going to sit on that and I had a contraction. It was freaking terrible. And I was like, hell no, I'm staying on my hands and knees for like the rest of the time that I'm in labor. Like, I'm <laughs> Y'all can find me that. here. <laughs> um, but I just remember like being so like tired and like kind of head on the ground because it was so hard. And they the beds go up into the walls and they didn't bring the bed down. So I didn't even know there was a bed in there. So finally, like, they're like, do you want to, and again, I just think that they didn't want to have to deal with the cleanup because <laughs> it was like later and like stuff like that. So anyways, they end up pulling the bed down and they're like trying to get me to break my water. Like, you know, like when you're having a contraction, they try to get you like push and break your water. It was like, never heard that before. Yeah. It was like impossible. I, I could not. So, like, it. anytime like, you have a contraction, you just kind of, they were, like, recommending you kind of bear down to yeah. see if you could pop your water. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I can't, like, do that. Like, it's it's not working. So, they, um, I went onto the bed and to lay down. I was like, oh, my God, this is so nice. And they're like, do you want us to check you now? And I was like, okay, sure. So they checked me and I was like almost nine centimeters and my water was still not broken, obviously. And they're like, do you want us to break your water? And I was like, "Mm, I don't think so. And then they're like, well, it's like so thin, like that if we break it, like you'll probably have the baby like right after. So I was like, fuck it. Sorry, I just swore. Oh, that's (laughs) like, uh, I was like, yeah, just do it. And, um. So they broke my water and then I just remember like as soon as they broke my water, they gave me a peanut ball um, to lay over top of knees after like I moved back up and I just laid over the peanut ball. And I just remember like the longest kind of pause it felt like of like not having a contraction. Like it was just like a relaxing, it felt like a relaxing couple minutes to me, honestly. And I was just, like, laying there. I started to get, like, a little bit nauseous. And then mm-hmm, I got, like, mm-hmm. a cloth, a cold cloth and stuff like that. And, um, you know, like, your body pushes it, like, pushes itself without. Yeah. You, the fetal ejection like, reflex. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. And it was, like, I didn't even know that was a thing, really, at the time. Right? And, like, I didn't know that sensation because I didn't, that didn't happen to me with Easton. And it happened, and I, like, made the weirdest noises also because, you know, Kyle's like, what is happening <laughs> right now? And the, the midwives are, like, on the other side of the room, and they, like, come 
They didn't even we have, recognize that sound. <laughs> they didn't even have anything out in the on the bed, like at that point. Like they had like I was on the bed, but they didn't have any of like, you know, like the you know, like the medical like paper stuff or whatever, like the white and blue paper. Like the little puppy pads kind of thing. Yeah, the pads. Yeah, yeah. They had nothing out on the bed, like at all. And they're like, oh she what did they say? And they're just like um volunteer pushing volunteer pushing and like honestly like they're like the next contraction that I had he like I, I only pushed for five minutes like it was oh literally like it was literally oh, I had a contraction he was already halfway out I thought he was fully out and then I like kind of like put my legs in and they're like no you need to open up your legs because you're like crushing him and then I just like pushed a little bit and he literally just like came out Oh my gosh. So once the fetal ejection reflex kicked in, like, did you have a few that happened through contractions or was it kind of like the time it hit within that time is he was out? So no. So I had like the, um, um, like the natural pushing myself and then that happened. And then the next contraction that I had was like, I put like, I didn't, Oh my gosh. Amazing. I didn't really push. It just, he just kind of just, my body just like, pushed on its own really but yeah yeah um, it pushes out by itself it was funny because I was wearing fuzzy socks because I was also (laughs) I was also like going through like hot and cold flashes and my feet always get cold like all the time at home and I remember like they're like are you sure you want to wear those like because they'll probably get messy and then after like there was literally nothing (laughs) like amazing nothing on the socks at all but I just remember like you know turning over and then like holding him and then I did like the um delayed cord clamping and like all those things Um, did you catch him or did they catch him um no I had my hand under there but I was laying over the peanut ball and it was just it wasn't happening it can be tough like like, trying yeah I was like, no. I like Kyle. Uh-uh. Won't. Like Kyle won't look down there at all. He won't even cut the cord. I cut the cord, <laughs> and he was like sick. <laughs> so he just like looked away when they were doing like the, um, when I uh, birthed the placenta and all that stuff. He just like went over like, yeah. Actually, I think I was holding Cohen when I birthed the placenta. Actually, he just was looking the other way. I think he like. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. I was like crying and like Aww. it was yeah, I was like so much different and like got him latched on and then I was only there for an hour and then we drove home. Amazing. Like I literally had um Cohen at nine fifty and we were back home by like I think it was like just after one o'clock. Because <laughs> the snowstorm was so bad. Yeah. So it was like his parents went to bed and then they woke up when we were there. Oh, yeah oh, that's amazing it was, like, it was so cute with easton oh, did he wake up in the morning or did you guys get him up at one in the morning no he woke up in the morning and then he like oh he, he woke up a like, big brother oh, yeah i know it was so heaven cute. heaven and how did you find the postpartum recovery with him um oh, in comparison God. so much better so much better because one the midwives come to your house so like you don't have to do anything they come and check you do all those things like i said before i was really in no pain i was in a little bit of pain like you know like your uterus contracting and like things like that but like it wasn't stinging when i was going to the washroom and like all those extra things and um i uh breastfeeding was still very difficult for me because i had 
a crap ton of milk and oversupply. So we ended up having to drive all the way to North York to go to a lactation consultant there, which like they were honestly like milking me. Like Kyle and then they were all milking me while I was there. Plus feeding Easton or feeding Cohen at the same time. I literally came home with like, you know, like the bottles that you pee in. Yes. I came home with like jars of those. Oh my god. Like just filled with milk and colostrum and stuff like that. More supportive. Um, oh, so much more supportive. Yeah. Okay. I ended up paying though for a lactation consultant to come to my house because like I can't like do that and I need help. So Cohen actually ended up actually taking him to Dr. Newman's breastfeeding clinic in Toronto. And I actually saw Dr. Newman um, because that's where my consultant like worked out of. So Cohen actually got, um, he like had a tongue tie. And so we got a cut. Um, and it was like night and day difference when it came to feeding after. So, oh, that's so awesome. It took like three months. Like it was embarrassing. It was the same thing with Easton. Like I was embarrassed going out because every time I would go out anywhere, I would be absolutely drenched. And I was embarrassed to feed in public. Not because I was embarrassed to feed, but I was embarrassed because like milk would be literally be everywhere. And with Easton, I was wearing a nipple shield. So like I was trying to feed him in the mall and it was like all the other moms, because it was like a, there was like a nursing room in the mall. All the other moms are kind of like feeding, like breastfeeding. I'm like trying to like get the nipple shield on. Milk's pouring everywhere. I'm like all these things. And it was just a very uncomfortable for me. So even with Cohen, like I didn't really go anywhere for like the first like probably like three months. Like my milk regulated probably about four months. And I had a crap ton of like milk in the freezer. Um, and I ended up donating a bunch of it um and uh because cohen never took a bottle he was like exclusively breastfed up until Mm. like a couple months ago i know that's so awesome that you made it so long and how did you find the transition from um having two um honestly like it was it was it was difficult at first i think it was more difficult for easton because he like you know it's not all about him and he was also only like three at the time so it was like you know he's still needy and he wants that attention he's not getting that attention so like he things like that and like that was hard and I found myself getting like very frustrated very easily and I always felt like really bad after um going from like one to two like I didn't really find it I found I felt like going from like zero to one was actually more difficult for me yeah, that's what I found too. Yeah. I found that zero, yeah, zero to one, I feel like was a daisy for me. But it didn't feel difficult at the time until I had Benjamin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I definitely did struggle that first time. But yeah, yeah, I just never realized. And Kyle was like so, so supportive, like after Cohen this time. And just like, he's been so great. Like after we've had two. Yeah, they like, learned just too. so great. Like, so learn and you have to learn a new dynamic like when you go from zero to one it's really difficult because you're learning a new baby how to be a parent and then how to parent together and still be together and make a housework and it's a lie it's hard to you know find that groove 
Um, and I feel like with the second, you already have all that in place. So you can really enjoy a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. Oh, goodness. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on to um, share their stories. I, I love it's my first time hearing it. So I always love um, love hearing it. Oh, my I gosh. Like I talked a lot. No, you didn't. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, I love all the details. Honestly, I'm here for the I'm here for the nitty gritty. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. More. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll connect. I'll link your um, your Instagram page so that um, if anyone in the area they're looking for a doula, I'll link that and they can look you up and get in touch with you. That would be amazing. Awesome.